0: Hello everyone. I'm pleased to welcome Christy Sawyer as my guest tonight. It's her first time on the podcast and I hope this is the beginning of many, many appearances. Christy lives in Maryland and works as an educator and writer. Her debut poetry book, A Delicate Rose with Thorns, will be published later in 2023. It's a book about the mundane, the magnificent, and everything in between, expressed through six-word stories, haikus, and free verse. In fact, she won the Haiku Guys National Poetry Month contest in 2019. Christy is a member of many poetry groups, including the Quintessential Listening Poetry Group. Welcome to the program, Christy. Did I forget
1: anything? Who are you, Christy? Thank you, Michael, for that warm welcome. I'm a native of Naglish, Louisiana. My writings are often infused with the rich gumbo of the region. And my simple introduction includes this. I think my parents may be listening, and their names are Ernest, my dad, and my mom is Sadie. And my introduction is, I am from Ernest. I am from Sadie. I am from Grove Side the Head. I'm from act like a lady. I'm from daddy's girl. I'm from mama's baby. I'm from Ernest. I'm from Sadie. All
0: Thank right. you. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Welcome to the program. Let's begin this poetic journey, Christy.
1: What is poetry? Okay, I'm ready. Yes, what is poetry? Uh, I think I think, simply put, Michael, poetry is sights, sounds, sounds taste, hearing, touch, all of the senses expressed through expression of words, spoken, and written.
0: All right. Give me some more about poetry. Why do you like to write poetry?
1: I think definitely it gives a voice to the voiceless. I think often my poetry, um, some is about me, but Mm -hmm. a lot is about other people. Uh, it gives them a chance to be seen. It gives them a chance to be heard. I think also poetry can give dignity as well as just, just a myriad of things that poetry, you know, in its expression, but a myriad of functions in being a poet and with poetry. So if you had
0: to answer what does poetry mean to you from the heart, what would you say?
1: Oh, from the heart. So definitely, yes. <laughs> um, um, I think definitely pork is like an outlet for me. Definitely growing up, I was a very shy person, a very shy child. Mm-hmm. And so I like to write. Um, I didn't speak a lot. I like to read. So I think, you know, reading and writing definitely goes hand in hand. Uh, one of the things I, even if, I, if you would allow me just to have like a little piece to share yes. that really, yes, I think please. kind of thumbs up to, to how um, what poetry has done for me. And it is, I spoke my truth and I was rejected, yet that same truth kept me protected. I spoke my truth and stood there naked, yet that same, yet that same truth kept me protected. I spoke my truth so others contested, yet that same truth kept me protected. And I think uh, definitely there's a question you sometimes ask ask on the show. um, Mm -hmm. is poetry. Do you build a wall with poetry? Yes. You know, it's sometimes Mm -hmm. in a way freedom. I definitely think in a way I build a a wall with my poetry in a way that it gives me – it's me saying it. I don't hide behind those words. I take full accountability. But in some ways it's also a shield. Here it yes. is on the paper. So it's like my pen mm. saying it. <laughs> but I'm mm-hmm. saying it, too. But it's representing me. And so I definitely, um I use poetry in that way. Also, mm-hmm. too, um, I use poetry as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to, uh, in fact, sometimes I say, you know, one of my things is, this means war. My words are the weapons.
0: All uh, right.
1: So that's uh, some of the ways, the functions of poetry for me, Michael.
0: Fantastic. So, knowing that knowing what you know about poetry in a nutshell why is it important
1: i think definitely what i know what i know about poetry poetry is um something like again the functions of advocacy of expression Mm -hmm. of uh, emotions worth are very important um i think everything starts as a thought Okay. And then I think every thought can be expressed. So, you know, we have poetry for enjoyment, poetry for political warfare. You know, there's things that you can use. your Again, your words, you know, like I say, my words are the weapon. This means war. (laughs) My words Mm -hmm. are the weapon. Also, uh, something beautiful, you know, the baby, you know, the the smile of a baby's face or the scent of a whiff. And you can also put that, you know, very eloquently. So it's that the function of living, poetry kind of embodies that. Very the nice.
0: Human
1: experience.
0: Very nice, very nice. Thank you. Now, as you think about your body of work, what are some of the predominant themes? What do you write about?
1: Uh, I definitely write about where I am, where I'm going, where I want to be. Um, I write, like I said, a lot about the human experience, which is very vast. Mm-hmm. But again, like I like to particularly write about um introspection for myself. Sometimes I write other people's stories and um you know just to express again like for people who may not be seen or may not be honored in a sense. So I think it's yeah. definitely two things, like maybe threefold quarterfold first half. But one is definitely I think about where I was, <laughs> where I'm going, mm-hmm. you know, where I came from, where I am, where I will be and I also like to Write about other people's stories that may not get a lot of um, attention because they're not that you know fabulous or they're not that interesting. And they're not you know they're kind of like the day to day type yes. thing. so those are kind of like my works in that sense.
0: Very nice, yes, very nice. You. Now, how does a poem begin for you with an idea, a form, or an image
1: Oh. I did, I think definitely. I think definitely idea. Um, and the reason why I say that, because it kind of takes a flow of its own. I don't necessarily maybe see it. And uh, I actually have a few poems here, uh, maybe one or two, maybe more than that, but one that I really I just came out, just mm-hmm. seemed to take, a, you know, just the flow across the pages. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if you would like me to share that now or maybe later, but it's just one I wrote like in one sitting, and I was like, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Share it now then, please. Love
1: it. Okay. To hear. Uh, also one one of the things, uh, I don't really have titles for my poem, <laughs> so right. this is untitled. Um, and so, okay. <clears throat> this poem, I hope my words do not offend thee. It's not me. I have no power over them from my mind to my mouth, stop short, fingers must let them out. They fall across their pages and stages, sometimes rages, set free from their cages. The rancor of a woman who is mad, the depression of a woman who is sad, the impressions of a woman who has some rough spots, but not a lot, does not complain when in pain, what would it gain? Sweet therapy words of lust, broken trust. Dreams threatening to rust, deferred, no crust. Words of celebrations, expectations. Words of not building, not just building theories, but building nations. Words of one who can't take it no more, the status quo. I can't continue to go and pretend that this is only the beginning when it's really the end. That life is oh so sweet, or the blood of our children's blood flow through the streets. Not enough to eat, education incomplete. But those who seek to take and stake and say, I tried and lied, I cried, village burned, leaders fried. Father, I turned to thee. You said, who shall I send? I said, not me. But here I'm going, not knowing what to say, falling short, here gets in the way. Words on the tip threatening to push through my mouth, they stopped, but they stop short, and my fingers must let them out. Thank you. That's wow. the end of that one. Thank you.
0: It's very powerful. What is the purpose of that piece?
1: I think even I said it wasn't an image. Definitely Mm -hmm. um, not only just living, but I think definitely when I talk about the children or being an educator or seeing things that just in general that you know aren't right, but it's the status quo. So -hmm. I think definitely that line. And and so some people, like, sometimes I say, okay, this isn't right. Something should be done and something can be done. It's, you know, quite often I'm told but that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And then I think that that's not the way it has to be. Yes. Know, so, but it's been that so long, you know, it's been that way so long. So I think that's definitely what probably, and I've, I've written that a few years ago, some years ago, that's probably mm-hmm. that moment thinking, yeah, you know, let's call a thing a thing, as they say, and then let's <laughs> deal with it versus of uh, just kind of boxing it up and saying, this is where it is.
0: All right. You know, they say that to see the world with complete honesty, one should look to comedians, artists, musicians, and poets. What do you think emerges naturally from your work, Christy? What emerges from you?
1: Uh, definitely. Again, I think you know one thing the advocate advocacy definitely. Um, oh, empathy, and I think that for advocates actually comes from some definite impact, so I think that and that's I think that's the desire to write other people's story that may be unseen and unheard so those are some of the things you know, I feel that kind of flows for me seeing and just being um again like said, I think empathy is probably at the foundation of it because yes. even if you say something but mm-hmm. they you can tell, you know, I'm okay, but you can tell someone's not. And yes. someone will say, oh, they say they're okay, but the empathy will feel like, mm, they're not. And mm-hmm. so then you want to help, Now just to point out, yeah. I think that's kind of what flows from me, Michael.
0: So how do you define empathy? Is your definition a personal one, a dictionary one? How do you define it? I've got a definition myself, and I'll share it when you're done. How do you define it?
1: Okay, well, I I wrote a six-word story. Let me see if I can bring it to mind. All right. Um, Empath problems, feeling things too deeply. (laughs) And so that's like my six-word story there. (laughs) Uh, So I think definitely feeling things, noticing, uh, minute things, noticing shifting, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. feeling. And I think, again, like they're driven. I think not only wanting to just feel something but wanting especially for the change. I think empaths often feel like, I guess, I would say myself, not maybe not any impact. I'm definitely feeling like maybe negative feelings. You know, someone may be feeling, you know, sad, angry, um, feeling rejected. So I definitely feel those things. And then I want to help, though. So I also mm-hmm. want to heal. I don't want to just, you know, acknowledge but I want something to happen to make it better. So that's right. kind of like my, that, that is my perspective of empathy. All right.
0: Well, I think my perspective is that everyone has their own unique lived experience. And if you can't understand another person's lived experience in totality, attempt to resonate with the feelings that go along with this story. There's a universal commonality in terms of our feelings. We know sadness. We know happiness. We know joy. So if you don't understand my story, what are the words that I'm using Mm -hmm. around my story? what are my non-verbals giving you? To me, that's how you build empathy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, love I agree empathy. with
0: you, yes. I, I love yes. it. Please share another poem.
1: <laughs> okay, so another poem um, also, you know, you i have you like a little snap pool here, but uh, I definitely have... Um, okay, so this one is, um, I like to also, you know, if you say emotions, not necessarily empathy, um, but relationships, and this one I think could definitely be within the romantic relationship realm. Um, again, no title, but uh, the poem is this. Speak your love language plainly. Play a plan for us. I will follow your consonants with great concentration. Follow your letters to, to a T. I remember all my lines, your leading lady. Write a sonata, and I'll be your piano as accompanist with light fingers but pressured phalanges when needed. I will interrupt your aria to sustain our duet. Take our tango to the next level. I will follow your rhythmic thrust, twist and Karen. Dear love, I will follow your lead.
0: Thank I you. think I'd, I'd like you to read that one again. I ask people to read poems <laughs> twice. You know, the first time you hear it, you're just settling in. But the second time you hear it, 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 it takes on a different... I don't know, a different tone, I believe. So please share it
1: again. Um, I will, okay. (laughs) Speak, (laughs) uh, Speak your love language plainly. Play a plan for us. I will follow your consonants with great concentration. Follow your letters to a T. I will remember all my lines, your leading lady. Write a sonata, and I'll be your pianist accompanist. With light fingers but pressure phalanges when needed. I will interrupt your aria to sustain our duet. Take our tango to the next level. I will follow your rhythmic thrust, twist and turn. Dear love, I will follow your lead.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Does it hurt you to write Thank poetry? You. Does it hurt you to write poetry? Why or why not?
1: No, I don't. It's, it's more of a release.
2: Okay. So it's Talk more to me. of
1: a way to release hurt. It's more mm-hmm. of a way to release pain. Um, so definitely, I don't say it does it hurt. It's actually very healing. It's very, very okay. healing for me to Okay.
0: Write. All right. All right. All right. Now, how do you develop your poems? Kind of guide us through the stages of a poem's development. What do you put into a poem?
1: Usually my poems are sometimes in response, often in response to something that has happened, either mm-hmm. to me or someone else, you know, something I've seen or, you know, heard or whatever. And I think I just, I just began to write.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think, and this is like this particular poem I just recently shared, you know, my most recent one I shared, I just mm-hmm. thought about relationship, um, you know, coming together in relationships, uh, how to dance, how, you know, someone can sometimes take the lead, someone can, you know, sometimes, you know, have to follow. It just And I also thought about, you when know, I thought about dance, I thought about music. So just thinking, you know, kind of relationship is definitely very universal. Yes. And so I do not know, and so it just, it started, you know, here, and then ended, like that last dear love, I will follow your lead. Although it could definitely be to a person, it mm-hmm. could also be to love you know, love, I will follow your lead. Yes. Um I don't know if I'm answering the question about the process. I think I just kind of, <laughs> I hear something, and they become, you know, the words and the images come to me, and then it ends. You know, there's a certain, <laughs> like, I, when I put dear love, I would follow your lead. There was nothing else. It was not any more standards. Like, I knew this form is over, you know. All right. That's, that's it. I think that's what I kind of want to get to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the poem leads you where it wants to go, or do you lead the
1: poem where you want to go? Ooh, it's a fight.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's a back
1: and forth sometimes. Talk to me. It's, it's a, a back and forth. I think in this particular case, the poem led me. I just felt like it flowed, but sometimes mm-hmm. too, um, I'm you know, I'm using words, and then you know, words are coming sentences, structures, you know, uh, flows, packaging, and what? And I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. that's not it. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a it depends, to be honest with you. I can't I always say, like I said, like this particular one, and the one I read before, I felt like uh, the poem led me, but they're having some other poems, I felt like I definitely, I was the one, you know, crafting. But, <laughs> All right, You know, kind of felt right. nope and coming back, yeah. Uh, and I, I have one that's actually maybe later, it's kind of like a longer mm-hmm. poem that I feel like I kind okay. of... Would you like to it. share it now? Would maybe. you like to share it now? You can. Um, yeah, I'll go. Okay, I'll go
2: ahead
1: and share this one. Um, okay. Total Anada, Total Anada, All or Nothing. If I lounge on Australian beaches, your passport has expired, and I have emerged a beautiful butterfly, post-cocoon, planning kisses that was once reserved for you. Tota anada, all of nothing. Want your cake and eat it too. Give all of me while you keep you. More time you say, but that's not true. Wasted many lifetimes waiting on you. Toto anada, all of nothing, or nothing at all. You made the decision, I made the call. Keep your net, I'll never fall in love with you again. I have emerged a delicate butterfly with tough skin.
0: Mm-hmm. The answer. It was nice.
1: Thank you. Tell,
0: tell me about an early experience where you learned that poetry had power.
1: Uh, one I remember very vividly. It might have been mm-hmm. something earlier, but I remember this one vividly when I was in 12th grade. And I think 12th grade English, and we had to write uh, a free write, just Maybe a paragraph, just anything. And I wrote a story about a little girl who was orphaned. Uh, it's been a while since fourth grade, <laughs> but I remember she was orphaned. She was by herself. I think her clothes may have been not the best. Um, there was mad, She had matted eyes. Um, she had a cold, runny nose, uh, maybe crushed, encrusted, and, and just waiting. I think she might have been waiting for someone to adopt her. I'm not really can't remember exactly why she went to the orphanage. But I remember my 12th grade English teacher bringing the paper and having, like, her eyes were watery. And she said, I saw this girl, and I saw that room, and I felt how she felt from this piece. And I was like, wow, you know. Um, (laughs) So I felt all these things that was happening. So Mm -hmm. just a 12th grade memory. But I also remember a 10th grade memory, but not as poetic. All right. um, but I do remember in 10th grade, we could get extra points for, I think it's like imagery, reading imagery or something. And for every, within your writing, you could um, gain extra points. And I remember I read, I was reading like from 7th to high school, probably a lot of romance novels. Mm-hmm. And so for my imagery, I wrote about um, some guys playing basketball and one of the guys, what really stood out is that uh, there's a lot of imagery about you know, the sounds and it's a hot day in like Louisiana type weather or whatever. But I remember I wrote one guy, like his shirt was off and there was sweat trickling and it formed a pool. And I wrote that. And so my teacher said, you got all the points, but it's borderline. <laughs> <laughs> so then borderline you, say, you know what I mean borderline so yeah not write more of that <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, like well, novels." so those are the two that really stick out with how writing can you know make an impact
0: alright alright I like that I like that I'd like mm-hmm. to talk about your book when will it be published a delicate yes. wow. Uh
1: great question Michael and hopefully, hopefully by this summer, um, I finally, and you know, I want to say you were actually the catalyst asking me to be on this show, um, so I really appreciate that. So I've had like six word stories, haikus, and free forms, even free flows, free verse, and even short stories, and mm-hmm. I used to put a lot of them on Facebook, and we um, get some pretty good, you know, feedback, like I said, within was a few writing clubs still and a few writing groups. And sometimes people would say, okay, where's the book? Where's the book? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and so, because um, I never really, you know, just I just write sometimes. Um, like, you know, I used to write like a lot of six-word stories too. And I actually had people would, you know, tell me, you know, I would buy the book because I could just think of a six-word story almost. Sometimes it would be something like, um, I'm the owner and the team. Uh, tell me who doesn't desire dignity, six words, this, you know, he loves her this and this and this, which I have, and this you know, as well. And so sometimes you know, I just pop off on certain things, and people are like, oh, I like that. When we you, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. But, yeah, to answer your question alone, a long answer for a short question, I do have some people coming along to really not only just, you know, I mean, to help me get the actual tangible or, you know make it happen so i'm looking mm-hmm. at um, by the end of summer this summer yes
0: very nice together i want Thank to talk you. about the title a bit a delicate rose with thorns tell me about the title
1: oh uh, because i think i'm definitely i mean you know, a rose is very pretty mm-hmm. um uh it's a popular flower you know yes. it's not the only but you know most times you know valentine's day sometimes birthdays I mean, there's a myriad of other flowers, and um, it can be delicate, definitely flowers. You know, the petals can fall, but also you have to be careful because there's thorns there. So I think think that kind of embodies, I can definitely be delicate, and I can be fragile, and I can be, I guess, um, necessarily pretty, but pleasant, and I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's me. Mm-hmm. Also, there's some thorns. <laughs> there's some thorns. Right. here. Right. So be, cal- be careful. So that's why I chose the title, of De- A Delicate Road with thorns.
0: Well, you know, I'd like you to come back when you've completed it and published it and debuted uh, okay, it on well, the thank program.
1: Y'all. I definitely will. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Thank you. I would love keep it in mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let me ask this question. With this book, are you hoping this book resonates with a broader range of readers, or are you targeting a specific audience?
1: I think a broad range of readers because um, in this book it's so many titles. I mean, it's so many different, you know, kind of like tonight, you know, kind of getting you definitely a hodgepodge. But I think as well too, there will be something for everyone because also there's um, you know, I have lots of hot crews, lots of Hakus about nature, uh, have lots of things, you know, about love. There's some, you know, political poems in here. I think uh, a lot of people broad-based could find something that they could connect because also a lot of it is just like different um, aspects of the human experience. So I think if human and with broad titles or, you know, broad subjects, I think it could be something that a lot of people, you know, it would resonate with a lot of people.
0: All right, let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Okay. are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with Christy Sawyer. Christy, please share a poem.
1: Okay, uh, this is one of my uh, favorite poems. Um, I think it's one that just was lit. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it didn't. I didn't have to make it happen. Uh, it just says he must eat and grow strong, consuming the lean years and turning them into liquid courage, distributing the hip words, deeds, and actions. letting them see, yes, your resilience is indeed your superpower. Come to the table of your making.
0: Well. <laughs> you know, poets hail from all over the world, and you shared where well, you hail from earlier, and the name of the city again, because I'm not going to try to say it, because I know I'll mangle it up. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's Nagatish Nagatish in Louisiana Nagatish yes because when I wrote it down earlier today, that's not what I said in my head. So I'm glad I didn't say it. it it's
0: okay, yeah. <laughs> Almost if you're
1: from there, you'll know, and then maybe you'll know outside of, yeah. Other people are kind of like butchered. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah cause Too many, too many letters and only three syllables, so that's another thing. Lots of letters, but only three
0: syllables. Well, tell me about how growing up there, I'm assuming, Living there, how does that
1: shape your poetry? Oh, uh, most definitely. So as I, you know, before said how um, it's all, you know, my writings are often infused with the rich gumbo of the region. Yes. Mm-hmm. So definitely I think um, just like the nature of the people, the people are very organic meaning what you see is what you get, Um, and in a good way. Yeah, I grew up in a very, um, you know, it's a pretty small town. It's a pretty small city. It's a city of Nevada. but definitely people helping. I grew up surrounded by lots of family. Uh, Definitely my – grew up born in church, uh, so church family. I grew up with very good teachers, so my educational family. You know, definitely my first family, which – my you know, my parents also have two um, younger sisters, and now have they have two nieces and another niece. Uh, so aunts and uncles on both sides of the family, I think, definitely shaped.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, like I said, church community shaped who I am, what I believe. Um, and I, I often saw people doing whatever it took to help other people. Yes. Just if you have, I have, I have, you have. So that type of you know, coming together and helping, I think that's definitely a big takeaway from growing up there in that community with family and friends.
0: You know, Christy, so much is happening in the world. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the indifferent. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society?
1: I think the role of a poet can be multifunction, um, or multifaceted, but definitely mm-hmm. when I think of one of the ways, it is to inform, but also to inspire. All right. Often, um, when I think about my poetry, even some other poets that some of like my favorite, um, one comes to mind, Lincoln He. I think in the way that it was the same form the times what was going on mm-hmm. but in some ways also in this information it inspired you or it, it brought some connectivity you know to um, a group of people that you know that we because um, first before it really tackling a problem or addressing the issue you must identify. Mm-hmm. You must, you know, because sometimes you, you know, I'm saying very collectively, sometimes people may not even know it's an issue. They might, again, think that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> this is just mm-hmm. what. And I'm kind of, so I think definitely like in, informing and then also inspiring is one role of a poet. Um, and under that, like I said, I think definitely just giving a voice. Um, it's in in, in many different things besides informing. Uh, mm-hmm. Also sharing, you know, and again, enjoyment, uh, a lot of the the, in the the poems that we read or whatever, um, especially about nature and things like that, uh, mm-hmm. that gives enjoyment. But I think the biggest role, I I said, to tie out together is, again, sharing the human experience, sharing well, so many facets to that.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. I've traveled a lot. With the poetry spoken word poetry taught a lot of workshops and i've talked about how poetry gives voice to the voiceless right okay and i'm sitting here right now trying to figure out how do we really do that how does it really do that what are your thoughts on that
1: okay there was actually a piece that um if i can find it <laughs> um that i wrote and hopefully I can use uh, So a few of the things, um, and I, actually I wrote this. It wasn't me, mm-hmm. but um, someone, he reached out to me. Uh, well, a few people actually reached out to me. I'm just like, you know, I see like a lot of Facebook type um, of poetry. I mean, I put my poetry on Facebook. Uh, so just the beginning of it, though, because I don't really see it in this movie. We have time I do like, I'll come back to it. Um, but it was, uh, beginning was she never wanted to be a baby mama and deal with the residual trauma of never knowing if you're coming or going. And then it kind of talks through about having, uh, being with someone and, you know, having a relationship and having this child. And at one point, like she's, you know, pregnant and, and he's, you know, she's hoping that the person will step up and, you know, and they started the relationship. This was something they wanted. You know, there's different views of what, you know, how about legality marriage or not, and mm-hmm. they fell apart. And there's the terminology, baby mama, sometimes yes. it's baby daddy. But I'm, yes. I'm speaking more on the, the term for, you know, as for the woman, mm-hmm. I understand. And sometimes there's uh, a negative connotation attached to that. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't think anyone says, oh, I want to be, you know, a baby mama, per se. I'm not saying you do, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. I just kind of thought about it and then if I came up, you know, she never wanted to be a baby mama and and there was a visual trauma of never knowing if you're coming or going. This was a relationship. We were building something here. And, you know, Mm -hmm. perhaps it fell apart and therefore, you know, sometimes like people say, well, you know, because it's kind of like daddy's baby, mama's baby. And so a few women like so that's not my story, personally se- mm-hmm. not. You know, having children. But a few women said thank you, like women, you know, into the unbox like thank you, because mm-hmm. you know I'm so much more. There's so many other levels. Don't you know pigeonhole me into this. So I think you know that that maybe what you know maybe a light <laughs> example okay. in uh, terms of what you were asking. But that's one way I saw. Um, that's one way I kind of. You know, remember some feedback. Um, also, too, a lot of six-word stories. Some, um, I can't remember if this is exact six words. It's like, she must be okay, can't mm-hmm. see. Uh, or she's okay, can't see the bruises. Uh, mm-hmm. Because sometimes the bruises are covered. Sometimes it's verbal. Sometimes it is enough. So, but, you know, so a few women actually... You know, reached out um, again. You know, that's that's not my story, but mm-hmm. it's someone else's story. Oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, some you know, yeah. So that's that's some of the ways I think it does give, you know, like a voice because people mm-hmm. can hear and respect it in that way.
0: I guess I was looking at it from, I guess, a literal
1: perspective
0: that they were sharing the poems themselves, that they were birthing a poem in a sense by giving helping them give voice to it. But I see what you're saying, by being there, by sharing your work, maybe they can't share it verbally, but just hearing somebody else talk about an experience that's similar to their own story, that at least someone is saying it.
1: Does that sound correct?
0: Is that that right?
1: I do agree with you. Uh, Yes, I do agree with you. And I do want to kind of maybe more like your example, though, Uh, something else about sharing a story. And this is, mm-hmm. I did, like, a little snippet at the beginning,
2: yes.
1: um, which is I am from porn. So I just did, like, you know, I'm from Ernest and I'm from Sadie. But mm-hmm. I've seen some mostly, not in person, but I've seen some powerful. Uh, I remember one documentary I watched it was students who were uh, homeless, I think maybe in New York City. Um, I've students from across the country, but I know for sure in New York. And all the challenges of, you know, being homeless and being hungry and still trying to go to school and still, you know, trying to look well and smell well. And they wrote these poems, I am not a homeless teen. Mm.
2: I'm
1: from, you know, they included music. I'm from, you know, still getting up every day, going to school or, you know, bathing in um, bathrooms or stations, but coming, I am from. So I think that also gives people the permission you know, to um, share their stories in a way. Again, like, to me, the most important thing I think with my stories or poems, whatever, is to try to be respectful, and I think that's also All right. an impact. So I think yeah. in that way, um, also we've done it before with little children when I was teaching early, um, maybe like, I don't know, second grade.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know,
1: they were like, I'm from Pokemon. I'm from, <laughs> you know. But it was great because we gave them different titles, and they just read them whole you would hear different things, but sometimes, like, someone would say, you know, Fortnite or something, and they say, hey, who said Fortnite? And then there would be a connection, <laughs> you know? I don't think mm-hmm. Fortnite can mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, Very I nice. think uh, maybe and that's an example, maybe your example as well. Thank All right. You.
0: Please share another poll.
1: Okay. So um this is probably, like, maybe not my ending poem, but this is the one, I guess, um we talked about it's like a predominant theme is yes you know where I am where I'm from mm-hmm. where I'm going and this one is definitely um where I'm from and where I'm going because in addition to my um, the book coming out I also have a homeland trip plan coming up for the summer as well oh. and when I think about homeland I'm speaking particularly of the continent of Africa yes and. Um, This is the uh, poem that I wrote. I had a homeland, quite like heaven on earth, until the serpent slid into my garden with lies like lightning, confounding my senses, conquering my resistance, recovering conscious, the pain sold in my wounds, in the wounds of those dead unborn, and attached itself like a birthright, stripped down, renamed, I'm just a stranger here, but I had a homeland.
0: Mm. The end Wow. Which countries in Africa do you plan to visit?
1: Uh, looking at Ghana, Nigeria, um, have a friend in Rwanda,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: also Tanzania or Tanzania, <laughs> <It's laughs> depending on the various uh, pronouns. So those are um, but I think Ghana will be the entry, and it will be my first time and then Nigeria. Um, basically Ooh. because Nigeria, um, that that's, uh, I just think on, on GP, I've had a few mm-hmm. people <laughs> from, the, you know, from that country tell me, like, you're Nigerian, and then I took ancestry, had like 60%, and um, I'm not really sure, you know, what I haven't done that in depth, of what language, you know, what language or what tribal, because I know it's still vast and people move. but I started learning some Yoruba as well, just like some um, basic Yoruba. Crazy. All right,
0: all right, very nice. What do you think your poetry conveys about being human?
1: I think my poetry runs the gamut, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think it's also kind of like how you connect to the outside world. Yes. How you connect to others and how you connect to yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think those
1: three, I guess, i will say, major things.
0: Well, say those again, because i 'cause I'm gonna write them down. What did okay, you say? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, how you connect
1: to the outside world, you know, outside so, um, world. How you? Uh, it says um, um, how you connect to others. Okay. And I think when I think about others, not just, because I think more of others, one, outside world,
0: there's people right. you may
1: not have relationships with,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: how you connect to others, I would say more your sphere than mm-hmm. um, you know, like family and friends and your coworkers, and then how you connect to yourself.
0: Oh, very nice. Christy, how would you classify your ability to write poetry as a creative gift or creative art?
1: Hmm. I think it's a gift. Talk to me. And the reason why I would say gift is because when I was growing up, I was painfully shy. All right, then. Um, my family could attest to
0: <laughs> Could <Can> definitely <laughs> attest
1: maybe some friends like painfully shy. I mean, maybe I might be to the back <laughs> when someone came over. I just wanted to read my books. Um, I... Would probably mumble a lot when I talk, but I want to talk often. I just want to say a few things and get out of there.
2: Right. Uh, the
1: reason why I say it, it's it's a gift, because in the midst of that, thoughts that wouldn't necessarily come out, like I said, fingers stop short, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, words stop short, and fingers must let them out. I found that a lot of things I observed would come out in the poetry, um, okay. in, in my writings. And so mm-hmm. this is why I think it's a gift Um, also to like to even be here on this show at mm-hmm. this moment. You know, your show would have been unfathomable at one point in life because I was just that shy. But yes. I say to people, uh, I said, I believe now since God passed me the mic, I have to go forth with it. And mm-hmm. I think so it must, I feel like that must be it because if you knew the old me. At one, I could never. I would right. never, you know. Yes. Yeah, but at this point. So I do think it's, it's a gift
0: thing. I think it is. Well, I'm glad that you accepted my invitation because you sound strong and you speak and share with conviction. That's extremely important. Now, are you planning to <laughs> go on stage? Stage? And have you been at open mics and spoken word poetry events? Have you done any of that?
1: Uh, I have done some open mic. Uh, most right. of it a few at um bus it's been a while though. Mm-hmm. Um, at Bus Boards and Port in Highville. I did something in um Mount Rainier and I was actually like I say some of my things got shifted there. Uh okay, um, if you don't mind, I will do the first poem I ever did for open mic. All
0: right. I love it. All right. Let me sit back. Let me wipe my forehead. It's hot in here. Okay. feel like I'm in North okay, Carolina. So this is, <laughs>
1: okay, so this is my first open mic poem. Um, I have hated. I, I have hated. I, I have waited to be saturated, elevated, have a slap slated for love, anticipated, celebrated, fascinated, not just pushed and shoved. Left frustrated, I debated why I committed original sin. I let you in. When it's over, I let you begin again. Keep coming inside, I let you hide. When it's wrong, I let you slide. But denied, I cried to God and said, how can this be? That I love him, but he don't love me. Did you say okay or did I walk away? Now listen when you spoke. I put all my hope in the ooh-ah feeling, a.k.a. sexual healing. God, I'm only revealing what you already know. I'm caught in this flow of teeth and mouth. i watch real close to see what he's talking about. The way he say my name is profane no shame. I change. I rearrange my identity to be whoever he wants me to be. And I can tell you that it ain't free, but it costs. My voice I have lost. My trust is false. Never picked up the cross. Let my flesh be the boss. And now I'm twisted, no longer gifted. God spoke I missed it. The curse not lifted, never had love, only lust shifted.
0: <laughs> I, I want you to say it again, but this time I want you to put your all into it. Put your all into it. Give it to us okay, from the
1: you want, me, oh, you want me to go back in time yeah. at the yes. moment.
0: I do, I, feel, I, feel I feel do, I do. It's too
1: powerful of piece not it. to do
0: that. <laughs> Let the people know who's on the microphone.
1: Okay, I would, you know, I'll summon those feelings from way back in the
0: day. Okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready. Care.
1: Okay, all Right. Okay, I think I'm ready, okay? Yes. I have hated how I have waited to be saturated. Elevated, have a slot slated for love, anticipated, celebrated, fascinated, not just pushed and shoved, Love frustrated, I debated why I commit original sin. I let you in. when it's over, I let you begin again. keep coming inside, I let you hide. when it's wrong, I let you slide. But denied, I cried to God and said, How can this be that I love him, but he don't love me?" Did you say okay, or did I walk away, not listening when you spoke? I put all my hope in the ooh-ah feeling, a.k.a. sexual healing. God, I'm only revealing what you already know. I'm caught in this flow of teeth and mouth. i watch real close to see what he's talking about. The way he say my name is profane. No shame. I change. Rearrange my identity to be who he wants me to be. And I can tell you that it ain't free. But it costs. My voice I have lost. My trust is false. Never picked up the cross. Let my flesh be the boss. And now I'm twisted, no longer gifted. God spoke, I missed it. The curse, not listed. Never had love, only lust, only lust shifted. Wow. The end. Oh! oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I really like that. How did you feel about that, that performance?
1: So um, I wasn't going to do it. Like, I I didn't have anyone to go with me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like an impromptu, like on a Thursday night. Uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't really asked anyone either because I think I would have – but I kind of – it was like an impromptu decision. Mm-hmm. And so you know how, like, a lot of times the open mics, they will have the feature – and then, you know, a bunch of people had already found it even before me. So, by the feature, the feature had done, you know, a number of poems, the feature um, poet, and then a few people, it getting late, it was a school night, and I was like, I gotta go home, I'm going. <laughs> and then I heard my name. I said, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to sleep by nine. And so, um, when I did it, you know, I felt pretty, you know, confident about it. I don't know if I gave it to full, or whatever, you know, I was just, like, feeling good just to do it. But when yes. I came back to my seat, you know, or even before, you know, I got like, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I got like a lot of, you know, just two, that's another thing. And, and that crowd wasn't one to clap, though, if they didn't. So I didn't mm-hmm. think anyone was just trying to pop, you know, hype me up. They were one to just be, you know, radio solid. Silence. The way your silence will you know, carry. I saw a few people, so I thought, okay, okay, some people, you know, could connect, and who could not connect? Maybe to heartache, or mm-hmm. to loving someone more than they love, uh, someone loved someone, loving you in the way that you did not need to be loved, <laughs> not yes. in the way that you did need to be loved. So again, I think this kind of resonated because you know people had been through that.
0: Well, what you just said—that's about assisting the voiceless find their voice potentially to someone else. And that's also about empathy, if they were able to hold on to those words that they understood, you see what I'm saying? Like heartbreak. That, that could bind mm-hmm. us in terms of our understanding of each other because we both experienced it. Beautiful. Do you think you were meant to be a poet?
1: I think I do. I mean, yeah, All I nice. think I, I I am. I was. <laughs>
0: yes. Tell me why. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask you why. Tell me why.
1: Also was, um I must say it's it's in the blood. Um, is mm-hmm. my mom is a writer. All she, right. She's oh, a public oh. author. Yes. Right. <laughs> and it and if my dad has some writing that he has not yet, but my dad's excellent storyteller.
2: Mm-hmm. as well too
1: and i think if his you know poems uh his writings were you know published he's you know he has some mind movies going you can see you know the curtain just a little bit wind you know barely that day and everything like that so i think it's definitely like in my dna um mm-hmm.
2: to be a
1: writer and i think because i just so i'm such a voracious reader okay as well too um and there's so many different, you know. So I think the first person who, oh, I can't, um, she wrote Hostella about her group back. hmm Oh. Uh, um, her name's uh, is Stephen. Yes. Uh, her name's Carrie,
0: Mac- Carrie McMillan. Yes.
1: Okay, so not the very first person. But I can remember being in junior high, reading some of her books
0: mm-hmm. and
1: saying, I can write that. She's writing about people she knows. She's just mm-hmm. writing I, I know people. I can, I can write about, you know, but I I'm, I'm in some trouble. You know, I can write about, you know, this aunt and this uncle and this, you know, person at church. I mean, keep writing about it. I can do that as well. So I think, yeah, I always have enjoyed reading. And then um, I guess it's a natural progression in writing. And I think mm-hmm. they do, you know, some people probably do like to read, not to write so much and maybe vice versa. But, yeah. So I do think I was definitely meant to. And I think also because I um, observe. That's um, sometimes I mean I can remember a fact of something, mm-hmm. but when there's a memory, um, an emotion, I can you know I was telling my mom actually the other day I can remember something that happened to me when I was four, and that my um, uncle I think his girlfriend um, had a, a daughter around my age or whatever I remember was playing I'd be swinging and my grandfather's my grandparents' mm-hmm. uh, front yard or whatever and I can remember when she left crying and saying my friend's gone. Uh, you know, just and I'm I'm a long way from four years old, <laughs> but All yeah, right. I remember the trees. almost most you know, so I think, yeah, it's something about it that um that I was meant to be a writer.
0: Well, what surprises you most then about being a poet?
1: It surprises me that people respond <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to my okay. writing. That you know, <laughs> people are interested in my writing. That um. <laughs> Cause sometimes I'm just kind of writing for me, I feel. All to right. be honest, um, kind of, but you know, then I got to the point to share it. Um, sometimes it surprised me to perspective. Um, I can remember being in this group of hakus, and I kind of wrote this uh, haku that said, "Like Jesus, take the wheel. I shouldn't be driving. Um, that's very, you know, I like think very um, Christian, a very church." And then this guy responded, and he said, "Yes, because." You had wine. You trying to you know, and I was like, that's not the path I was going. But then I was like, okay, I'll see your friend. You know, Uh, and I think also too with um, six word stories, that was one of the things. I can write like you know, almost you know, pull like a lot of things six words. And sometimes we had a story. Um, I guess you say a story train going, and Mm -hmm. it would would be great because you started with something, and someone totally took it, and someone would pull it back, and you. And I love that type of. But like I'm surprised that, and I think I was kind of surprised. Some of the stuff that I was typing, to be honest, and not to have quote unquote the big head because it's like Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that I wrote years ago that I'm just compiling. I was like, ooh, okay. Other stuff I was like, hmm. But you know what was going on here. But some stuff I am like, okay, girl, I don't even remember you wrote this, but alright, like you know, I would buy this book. You know, some other stuff. So I think it's what surprises me is that sometimes what I produce. In the writing, and that people are responsive to it. Most of the time, positive. Sometimes, not necessarily negative. I know something I wrote um, years ago, and one of my coworkers she said, "Oh, this is nice, but it's not, you know, it's not very sunshine and lollipops." So I was like, "You want sunshine and lollipops? <laughs> you need someone else, you know, because that's not really what I'm writing about." So it wasn't really negative, but then. Um, like some of the things, yeah, that people, it resonates with them and they respond and that's surprising to me. Because maybe I'm thinking it's just all, you know, but again, that's the connection. Because so I'm kind of writing for me, basically. You know,
0: there's a line in your bio where you state that she was a shy girl who discovered she could use her pen to give voice to her thoughts. If you had never shared that you had been shy, I would have never known it. Never known it. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, was just, just known no, 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 I would never know it No,
0: no, I would never, ever pick that up. You might
1: need to take that but line. But you out know well, you know what? I still think I'm following my mother's footstep stuff again, just okay. you know, so, because my mom is very, very. She's very, like I said, she's a book holder. She's very much, you know, she'll know. She'll be getting off the plane and have numbers, you know, of changes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna call you. And my mom said she was shy, and I was like, mm-hmm. I cannot ever. But, you know, so maybe it's in the DNA. I can't believe she's never shy. <laughs> you know?
0: Well, we've reached the end of our poetic journey, but I'm wondering if you've got one more piece that you could send us home with. It could be short or long. It could be a haiku, if you like.
1: Okay, let's see. Um, let me be oh, Okay. Okay, um, well, I have... Okay, well I have a few (laughs) haikus here, and they're they're just uh, again you can tell me. um, Okay, one is one of my favorite things, which is chocolate. Mm -hmm. I'm a non-recovering chocoholic. I don't (laughs) want to. And this haiku is chocolate wrappers, like ashes of cigarettes, adorn all her floors, and it's about (laughs) true. Like you know, like you have cigarette ashes, but I have ashes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrapper. I don't know even the chocolate go to waste, so only the wrapper. <laughs> um <laughs> and, uh another is night falls, day rises, she in a state of unrest, welcomes to escape. Um, so another high that's another haiku. hmm uh-huh.
0: Give me one more.
1: Okay, but this one happens happens to be the next one i here, so I'm gonna okay. Go with it. Okay, haiku. I'm a follower of table flipping Jesus, and I will lay hands. Haiku. <laughs> You've got to say that one
0: again, and, and that's a little, a little say, bit louder, <laughs> and a little a, bit louder, so, okay. so the world can hear it.
1: <laughs> okay, haiku. I'm a follower of table table flipping Jesus, and I will lay hands. great
0: Christy I want to thank you for for accepting my invitation to come on and share your work like I said again I want you to come back when you've completed your book and share more of your work you write exceptionally well I enjoyed listening to you you may need to think about putting together an audio book too
1: Okay, okay, I will definitely make a note. Make um, a note, make a note. And a note. also thank you. I, I thank you so much for giving the opportunity on your platform, it's much appreciated. And definitely um, I will stay here so there will be recorded witness that when my book is done, I will definitely reach out to you again for opportunity. All right. So thank you again for your for this opportunity.
0: Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Christy Sawyer, everybody. You're going to be looking for a delicate rose with thorns later in 2023. And as I share with you every week, that poetry rings somewhere throughout the land. Good night. Good night, Christy.
1: Good night. Good night, all. Good night, long. Quintessential
0: Good night Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.